Hi, and welcome to Ian Wants to Learn. I'm Patrick. And I'm Ian. And I want to learn. What would you like to learn about today, Ian? What's the deal with Bible sales? (laughs) I feel like the Bible, you always hear about it, or at least Bible sellers (laughs) like to say, that it's like the this Bible one. you hear about it you hear about it what is it I've heard like, some people have mentioned it <laughs> but you always hear that it's like a bestseller that like you know the Bible is the best selling book or you uh-huh. know on the top ten list every year and uh-huh. it's like do we not all have Bibles yet have we not stolen them from hotels and motels or did your like I mean this is I guess Christian specifically did your like grandmother or your weird religious aunt not give you one for a birthday one year and you were like I don't <laughs> want this you know like I feel like everybody's got one at this point why yeah. are yeah. you paying and I've I've heard the the rumor mill has suggested that there are like companies that buy just a shit ton of bibles to sort of make sure like Christian run companies that it, that put all this money into buying bibles so the bible stays number 1 now maybe that's a weird conspiracy theory that i just made up i don't know i don't know if it's like the yearly bestseller like number 1 we'll we'll get into it but yeah um you you <laughs> your prompt was like who's buying bibles is it the yearly yeah. best where are bibles going and i'm like what what are you talking about <laughs> So I will, yeah, I'll yeah. do the best I can here. Okay. I'm a little bit under the weather, so ah. if I get a little hoarse at the end of the podcast, I apologize, but I can't afford a regular one. But <laughs> I was going to make a horse <laughs> joke. Well done, sir. Well done. You outdated me. I thought of that earlier, and I was just waiting <laughs> to use <laughs> That's good. That is a good. Now one. everyone I... has to hear this horrible joke that I've been sitting on for hours. <laughs> You've probably been chuckling over it for hours too. Like I have been. I have been. As I was trying should. to think of the best way to say it. You accomplished it, sir. You accomplished it. Hey, have you seen real quick in the news that some I don't know scientist or something thinks he discovered uh, alien technology? Yeah, I, I saw yeah. it, but I didn't. I didn't read about it. UFOs are very hot these days, probably they because are. people listen to our podcast from mm-hmm. over a year ago so go listen yeah. to our our ufo podcast i'll yeah. put a link if you want to be somewhere. hip with the kids yeah go listen to two 40 year old white guys talk on a podcast damn straight we're about ufos almost 40 almost 40 yeah we're very close we're getting there we're getting uh there. you had something else you wanted to talk to me about. yeah you would ask me i if i recall correctly and i hope i don't i don't think i edited it out uh about the special effects in the flash movie yeah, I just I, people were saying that it, they're garbage, and then they were yeah. like, "Well, it's supposed to look like that." So I was just right. curious because you were going to see it. Yeah, I did see it, and they are garbage. <laughs> was it on purpose? I, I mean, if they were on purpose, you're an <laughs> idiot. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, like why? Why were they that bad? I know we can do better than this. Like, it's all very rubbery, and and I think his excuse was like, "Oh, well, that's he's in the flat, the speed," and it's like, "Shut up, dude! This is just bad special effects. Like, they're all right. rubbery and weird, and right. it didn't work. It didn't work." It was a bad movie, movie itself. Okay, bad. Not so good. Yeah. Not so good. Okay. I mean, if you're comparing it to other DCU movies, like middle of the pack. Okay. I but, mean, I don't really care that much because I don't care about a lot of like almost I'd say ninety five percent of comic book movies. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It's already on my list of never watch. So you're like, that's <laughs> terrible. It's like, whoo, you could just bury yeah. it forever and it would never it yeah. would not bother yeah. me. There's only a few movies, a few comic book movies that I'm like, no, you should watch this, but that is not one of them. So, okay, good to know. Yeah. Speaking of the Bible, <laughs> before we yeah. get into it, sure. <laughs> I I played in a band one time. Probably talked about this before. 
and uh, we were talking about songs to play, and particularly like if we wanted to cover anything, and they wanted to play. You remember the band Local H? I do. Down, down, uh, bound to be down, right? Bound, I think it's bound yeah. for the floor. I think bound for the floor. Bound. Yeah, I have that album somewhere. Yeah, uh, but yes, I remember Local H. Two dudes. Yeah, when they mentioned Local H, I was like, oh, you want to do that song, which is very people the people one hit. heard that song yeah the, yeah the one hit right and they were like no we want to do this other song and they called it hands it was called hands on the bible and they were like we've never heard of that song and i was like what <laughs> how have you heard of this other song and not their one big hit that's weird i was very confused by that yeah, yeah. and then i i was like maybe i'm not like humming it like to the point where they could recognize it so i like played it on my phone and they were like no nah, i've never and i'm like what I don't understand. How would you hear about a band, like a weird, yeah. you know, album band. track on it as opposed to not the big Were song? They of our age? Yeah. yeah. Oh, then I don't know. Maybe they didn't listen to the radio. I don't know. I don't know. Well, eventually they kicked me out of the band, so I guess they- Ah, well, there you go. About it. Yeah, because you knew all the, all your, you knew so many weird independent uh, songs, you know. <laughs> all he does is bring these weird indie songs and tries to pass them off as big hits. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I never heard of that. I've either. only heard of other track from Red Hot Chili Pepper album <laughs> that does not get radio play. I don't know. You remember when we played Rock Band, you played Danny California? Oh. Oh, that was my jam. I can't hear that singing. song without seeing you sing it, like and hearing your voice. Yeah. You're welcome. It's not welcome. pleasant everyone who's No, here. I think it is. I think it is. If people I think if Anyone in the band in Red Hot Chili Peppers met me, they'd be like, we want this guy over Anthony Kiedis. Can you do a this few bars is... for, from Danny California for me? Yeah, they'd be like, oh, can I? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, now I'd have to remember the <laughs> lyrics to Danny California. <laughs> Danny California, I'm gonna no. warn you. No, it's like it's like, the, the, it was, it's like Black Bandana, Sweet, oh, yeah. whatever that is. Black yeah. Bandana, Sweet Louisiana. All I got a boo da ba da be da ba boo Los Angeles. That's there good. you go. That's good. That's, yeah. a, that's a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Yep. Just mention Los Angeles or Detroit and you've won. Sure, sure. So anyway, <laughs> weird aside. The Bible. <laughs> yes. Sources are the New Yorker, Guinness Book of World Records, Library of Congress, Encyclopedia.com. Uh... I also reference a specific Bible society, which we'll talk about. But mm. according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the Christian Bible is the best-selling book of all time. Well, there you go. Is is the Bible one of your references? Uh, no, I did not reference ah, the Bible. Problematic. It's sold somewhere between five and seven billion copies. That's you know, a give lot or of take Bibles. a billion. Uh, <laughs> give or take a billion. <laughs> a lot of these, they're not really sold, but given away or like sold very cheap. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that sold yeah. or, or given away uh, or sold very cheaply. But before the invention of the printing press, there weren't a lot of Bibles. Yeah, that I remember sense. this from history. This is also why I'm like, why do people take the Bible as the word of God? Like there was a period of time where the only people who had access to the Bible, the only literate people with access were the worst people in the world. <laughs> like, do we not think that like all you have to do is use some flowery language to be like, and God said, kill the gays. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, it's that simple. Like, I don't understand why people are like, no, 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 this is the world of, word of God. Nobody ever changed it. And it's like, you do know that there was a period of time where there were like four Bibles and three guys that knew how to write. Yeah. You had to write and you had to write them out by hand if you wanted mm -hmm. to copy them. It took a lot of time there and complete editions were rare. So yeah. you would also might have like parts of it, but not mm -hmm. the whole thing. Half the half of the modern Bible is Bible fan fiction, you know. <laughs> 
Johann Gutenberg is generally credited uh, with really coming up with a way to actually print. It's not right, he didn't really press. invent. He didn't really invent the printing press. He just came oh. up with like interchangeable uniform pieces to actually like use it like in the oh. way that we think of it. He just made an efficient printing press. Yeah. He printed the Bible in Germany around 1455, the Gutenberg Bible. You may have heard that term. I have. For the, for the next 50 years, it's estimated that there were 15 million books printed by European printers. Most of them were Bibles. Okay. Okay. By 1815, the total number of Bibles printed was probably around 1.3 billion. By what year? By 1815. Wow. So okay. we had gone about 350, 60 years. They printed about 1.3 billion Bibles. Do you know what the population of the Earth was at that point? Do mm, we have an idea? I don't know, but it's it's like close to 8 billion, I think, now. But then, I mean then. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I don't know. Okay, anyway. I'm matter. sure you could Google it. I could. I'm not going to. Yeah. That's what you're here for. Someone else could Google it when they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even even though we like to say we Google so you don't have to. <laughs> well, they could, they could, you know, they only have to Google one part of it. This is a lot of shit I had to Google that's otherwise. True, that's true. There you go. <laughs> you didn't bing it? We could take a quick pause and I could look it up and you could edit nah, it out. Nah, seems like that's too much work. All right. Nobody really cares. <laughs> In the late 18th, early 19th century, the first Bible societies were founded. Okay, what is a Bible society? These were Christian organizations that either bought tons of Bibles or published them themselves and either gave them away or sold them for very low prices to spread the word of God. Boom, I was right. Yep. Bible Society. That's the thing I was talking about. There's an organization called United Bible Societies, which tracks annual estimates of Bibles sold. Since they've been tracking, if you add those numbers to historical numbers, that's how you get the five to seven billion. Yeah, give or take a billion. Yeah. United Bible Societies is basically a big umbrella organization representing a big network of Bible societies around the world, according to them operating in over 240 countries. Huh. Okay. So this is like a, they're all like NGO, nonprofit uh, organizations whose whole point is to spread the Bible around. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling real Da Vinci Cody, you know, the Bible <laughs> code, you know, it's like uh, they're spreading their word. And this is all some sort of weird Christian conspiracy. Hey, yeah. welcome to the Bible Society. Uh, the, wait, the Bible Code. Ah, uh, fuck it. <laughs> what what voice is that? That's like a New Yorker of Italian descent. <laughs> no, I've heard you're Italian. It wasn't Italian. It oh, was it's New a New Yorker, Yorker of Italian uh, yeah, descent. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Italian descent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounds really so like, different from your Italian, though. Well, yeah, because he's not Italian. I'm from fucking New York over here. He's uh -huh. from New York. He's not Italian. <laughs> Yeah, I'm from fucking New York. I was born in uh, Brooklyn or something. Uh -huh. I don't know. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't think we were going to get accents today. Appreciate it. <laughs> you never know. There's a British Bible Society called the British and Foreign Bible Society. It's been around for over 200 years. They alone have published text in 700 languages and dialects and have distributed over 550 million copies, 130 million of which were the Old Testament. Just the Old Testament. Just the Old Testament. So they're making money with, like, Jewish people, too? Yeah, so these organizations often, these Bible societies, they'll often sell Hebrew Bibles to Jews with or without translation. But you can't call that a Bible, can you? Isn't the Bible both parts? Isn't that what makes a Bible? Uh, I guess. Like, if I just got the New Testament, that's not a Bible. Well, that's sometimes like they the only half. sell the old one. I don't know. Yeah, that's like, that's like getting, uh, you know... 
oh, I'm only going to take Empire Strikes Back, but I'm not going to take Return of the Jedi. So I have no idea how this ends. Right. Like, that's not, you know, if I want to buy Star Wars, I've got to buy three movies. I think it's pretty clear how it ends. What? Jedi? I don't think. No, I don't think. Because they're not like contiguous stories, right? Well, no, Empire definitely ends on a cliffhanger. No, the Bible, idiot. Oh, the Bible. The Bible, right. Well, you don't Jesus know Jesus is not is in coming. the first one. He's only exactly. in the second Exactly, so you one. have no idea if you get the first one. You're like, who knows what the second half holds? <laughs> You're like, man, this really sucks. <laughs> Boy, I sure hope some guy comes along and saves everyone. Yeah, this this you know what this story needs? A hero. That's what it needs. <laughs> More Mel Gibson. <laughs> Shit. There are currently about 80 million Bibles printed each year. Okay. Most are printed in China, actually. There's like one oh, big printing company. Of course they are. Prints them. Conservative guesses of how many are sold in the USA. I have a figure from 2005 says we bought about 25 million Bibles in like a year. The amount just, spent that's... annually on Bibles is about half a billion dollars. But who? Who's buying them? Is it all just weird religious ants giving them to their nieces and nephews? So it's people buying them and we'll get into it. And it's also these organizations which are right. either buying and then distributing for free or then or publishing and selling for very cheap. Right. Know, we call that different... cheating. <laughs> Nobody's out there. There's no Stephen King society that's just buying a bunch of copies of it and then like handing them out for free. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> I'm just saying I guess it's cheating. Stephen King doesn't have as many fans as the Bible, I guess. I, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I have some other estimates. They're old, but they're, they're from about 2006. You can read a lot about declining religiosity in the last 15 years or so. Yeah. But I figure it's still helpful. So around then, about 47% of Americans read the Bible every week. Like at church or like actually read the Bible? Well, I assume it would be, some of that would be in church. Right. Because that's just like turn to a page and you turn and then they do the reading for you and you kind of right. fall asleep. <laughs> Have you ever gone to church? Yes, like, I've gone to like yeah, a service. As a kid. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, we went every Sunday. Yeah, it was awful, <laughs> and we had a good one too. Ours wasn't like as boring as like I mean, I've been to like Catholic services and stuff, and those are woof. I never really went to church, but like I would have friends who did, and so it was one of those things where like oh, like a sleepover, and you got yeah, go if to you church sleep, the yeah, if you slept over, you had to stay, mm-hmm. you had to go with them to church Ugh. on Sunday, which yeah, that always oh. seemed cruel to me. Oh, it was the worst. Yeah. I, it was eventually like, uh, I don't want to stay over on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to do this. Yeah, This is, this is brutal. I, I don't remember exactly, but I feel like if we had a sleepover on Saturday night, it got us out of church. You know what I mean? It was like, ugh, the friend's here. We'll make breakfast. Uh, and, yeah, oh, see, I, hate, I, oh, I hated church. Well, it was nice. Like, I had a friend in high school later who, like, they would go to church, but they would just let me just stay there at the house. Weird. Like, they would be like, Play yeah, we'll go games. to church, you know. Just sleep, whatever. It was nice. <laughs> that is nice. Uh, I just want to say it because we're talking. We're talking about people who read Bibles, uh, which is weird. There's a on my way home from work. There's a church, and I don't know if you know how churches always have like cutesy little phrases. Yeah, outside. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one has a phrase that says, if I recall correctly, it says, um, "If you see a Bible that's falling apart, it belongs to someone who isn't." Or okay. something along those lines. Like if uh-huh. you see a Bible that's falling, it means somebody's like reading it and their life is on track. And I just right. keep thinking like, or somebody left a Bible outside. Like I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't equate the two. Well, but I mean, I if they were on, so is the idea that they got on track and then they're like, all right, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> just, that they've read the Bible so much. 
right? And but you used it so you like much found that it, it fall apart. and that person's not around anymore. Well, I don't think it's suggesting that. It's just saying like if you see a Bible that's falling, I don't know. I gotta. I'll have to find that. I'll take no, a picture just, of it if I remember. I'm to. just poking fun at it. I, it's know. stupid. It's yeah. stupid. It's dumb. There's a lot of flaws. Yes. So forty about forty seven percent of Americans read the Bible every week. This is back in two thousand six. Ninety one percent of American households owned at least one Bible. Sure. I believe that. And the average household owned four. I also believe that. That is crazy. I I would not yes, think that that would be. I feel like if I go to my parents' house, I will find a minimum of three Bibles. Minimum. I mean, I guess. Are you seeing now how we can have so many and how I we am. can sell I so am. many? Weird people giving you Bibles. Well, not yeah, not only are people giving them out, you could buy them, but people often accumulate multiple ones. They do. They do, which is why no one should be buying Bibles. Just ask your friends. Right. They got multiple ones. And no one's reading any of them. They're all just no, sitting God, somewhere. No. Yeah. No. But yeah, there's also a lot of different kinds of Bibles. Okay. There's a lot of publishers that basically have like a Bible arm of their publishing company. Okay. Uh, Penguin, HarperCollins, etc. cetera. Uh, they all have like a Bible division where they, they publish Bibles. Do you think the Bible division is made up of religious people or just people who are like, just print the fucking book? No, it's where you make money. And this is where we'll get into it. Uh, one publisher, Thomas Nelson Publishers, which was acquired by an investment firm, has a Nelson Bible Group department with a catalog of more than a hundred different Bible titles. What? Like the Bible two, the Bible three. Back so you've to got Bible like times. you think of like new back to Jerusalem. You know, the King James Version or the New King right. James Version or whatever people read. Wait, there's multiple King see, I thought there was regular Bible and King James Bible. No, see there's a new King James Version, which I guess is a there's more a modern new one. King James. Okay. Yes. This may ring a bell. There's a lot of niche ones. So you've got okay. Everyday life Bibles, study Bibles, Bibles with historical uh, context. Duh. My parents have like a study Bible because they did like a Bible study group. Bibles for new believers, Bibles for couples, Bibles for brides, cowboys, surfers, whatever you could Cow- think of. Wait, what? Yeah. They got little like, they're like cute little, you know, fun Bibles. They're like Bibles for like, skateboarders if you want to be but is cool. That, is that the full Bible or is it just like selected passages that apply to skateboarding? And Jesus said unto his followers... Shred gnar, my bros. Well, it's basically like that. It's like writing it in a way that appeals to that specific gotcha. audience. Right. And Jesus said to his herd, let's all mosey on down to the corral and talk about love. There's a men of integrity Bible. Well, of course. Bibles for kids, including Absolutely. including the superheroes Bible, the quest for good over evil. Sorry, what? Is that like include Spider-Man or just Bible Man? I assume, yeah, I assume it's like Bible superheroes. You know Bible Man as a character, right? I do not, but sure. You should look up Bible Man sometime. He was he is had he his in own... the Marvel Universe. Ah, is God, he going to get his hope. own his own Disney show? You gotta hope. Salties, P S A L T Y. Salties. Oh, like Psalms. Yeah, Salties yeah. Kid Bible featuring Salty, the famous singing songbook. Oh, yeah, Salty the Famous Singing Songbook, obviously. Yeah, 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 of course. There's also the Boys Bible, Ultimate Manual, which promises gross and gory Bible stuff. Uh, do you remember, Do you remember? I think it was our, our freshman year of college, and our roommate, Joe, was a, studied old things, and... <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was telling us 
about a Bible story one time, which was about like a bear that would come out of the woods and eat children. And it was like yeah. God would send the bear. There's some and we were just up like, stories in the old yeah, Bible. And it was yeah. the Old Testament. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the boys' Bible. Good to know there's a violence Bible. So I guess, yeah, it, it talks about, well, if you want to be hardcore, you got to get the, the, the gory Bible. Yeah, um, yeah. So a lot of this comes from the, these, this idea of like appealing is there a to a Muslim it. Bible? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> oh, of course there is. <laughs> No, I, I was just joking. I meant like the Quran, but no. Well, sure. I don't know if there's yeah. specifically a Christian Bible for oh, Muslims. Oh, I'm sure I'm there sure is. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there yeah. is. So you want to be a Christian now? Yeah. Read this Bible. It sounds so a lot like So if you want to join the right religion, here's yeah. here's here's the manual. <laughs> don't worry. We'll call our God Allah so it's not confusing. <laughs> they would never do that. <laughs> it means the same thing. It does. Anyway. Uh, you know, my kid's getting older now, and he has a, another kid who's a friend of his who's I guess they're religious. So my kid asked more questions about God and I'm like, Oh boy. Yeah. And like the other day I'm like, well, some people believe in different gods. And he was like, well, like what kinds? And I'm like, kid, I don't fucking know. And I'm like, well, there's also <laughs> like God and there's Allah and the Jewish. And I'm like, well, they're all the it's same God. It's all the same God. Different names. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not equipped to do this. <laughs> And then I'm like, well, there's like, because he knows, he knows like the idea of like the Greek myths. So I'm like, you know, like the Greek gods. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, there's Zeus and and and, the, and I'm like, so back then people believed in all these. Uh, some people believed in multiple gods. Back then they believed in all these. And then it gets to the point where it's like, well, he's like, well, those stories are real. And I'm like, no, those are myths. But then I'm not religious, so I can't be like, well, the stories in the Bible are real. Right, no, those are myths too. Those are myths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's very annoying. Yeah. Indeed. A lot of this idea of making it like a tailor-made Bible for a specific audience to get to get yeah. God into their brain. Right. This came out of the 60s. Of course. For there hippies a, or whatever. There's a Bible called Good News for the Modern Man. Oh, I've heard of that one, I think. Or the Good News Bible, basically. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what it's called now. But it was published by the American Bible Society, in another Bible society, in 1966, and it was mm-hmm. made it was made to look like a mass market paperback and it wasn't written in okay. like the archaic king james version which was dense and hard to read it was written to be less you know word for word translation of the bible and more thought for thought like idea yeah. for idea uh so the base you know all the basic themes get across this idea of tailoring it for specific people bible for everyday life you know stuff like that this is where the, all of that kind of comes from there are now estimated to be over 500 English translations of the Bible. There's some concern about the commercialization of the Bible with all these different, like, specific tailor-made things. Because it's like, oh, well, you know, we want... The trade-off is usually that, well, if it gets people in the door, if it gets sure. cheeks in the seat, right? To Butts get people to believe in, in God, whatever. It's right. like, whatever right. you need to do, Right, right. Tie them, tie them to a chair, beat them to, with a stick. If, if they right. say they believe, whatever. But there's all this, the other idea that, well, you know, at a certain point, we're like catering to them. You know, instead, we're, you know, we're sort of putting it in a way that's palatable to them as opposed to them actually needing to come to Christ or God or whatever. Yeah. So there's a lot of debate about that, but there's a big profit in it. I'm sure. I mentioned that one publisher was acquired by an investment firm. It was acquired in 2006 for $473 million. Jesus. 
Christ. You can commission to make a proprietary translation. So okay. like, let's say you're like, okay, let's make our own surfer's Bible. Yeah. Instead of using like the King, King James version, which is in the public domain, you now right. have your own proprietary translation of the Bible. So now you okay. own that translation. It's just more money for you when you can market these individual things that you now own to different people. Okay. This same publisher in 2003, they created something amazing. They came up with Biblezine. Biblezine. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of this. I feel like I have heard of this. Mm, So, So far, I don't think I have, but I'm listening. Let me quote from this. The head of this company, the Thomas Nelson Publishers, he described a meeting in which a young editor who had conducted numerous focus groups and online surveys presented the idea. She brought in a variety of teen girl magazines and threw them out on the table, he recalled. And then she threw a black bonded leather Bible on the table and said, which would you rather read if you were 16 years old? The result was Revolve, a New Testament that looked indistinguishable from a glossy girls magazine. What the fuck? The 2007 edition features cover lines like guys speak their minds and do you rush to crush? I hate this. Inside, the Gospels are surrounded by quizzes, photos of beaming teenagers, and sidebars offering Bible-themed beauty secrets. I hate this so much. (laughs) Would you like to hear one of these Bible-themed beauty secrets? Please, I'd love to hear a Bible-themed beauty. Don't be a whore. Have you ever had a white stain appear underneath the arms of your favorite dark blouse? Don't freak out. You could quickly give deodorant spots the boot. Just grab a spare toothbrush, dampen with a little water and liquid soap, and gently scrub until the stain fades away. As you wash away the stain, praise God for cleansing us from all the wrong things we have done. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) At least they're not telling you to praise God for cleaning the stain. They were a hit. Bible scenes were a hit. Kids loved them. You could carry them around. People couldn't even tell. You were you were reading about God. It looked like you had a teen beat or I don't know what. Yeah. It, is there Some a Teen Vogue? Bullshit. Isn't there a Teen Vogue? There is Teen Vogue. Yeah, there that is a thing. Also, so among all this, yeah, audiobooks have made these bigger. When we drove across the country a couple years ago, we stopped at like a huge truck stop. It was like you know America's largest truck stop in Idaho, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. You know, you can, like, get sit in a big rig and all that. Anyway, right. they had an insane amount of, like, books on CD. Right. There were a lot of religious ones. Yeah. A lot. And I'm pretty sure I saw the Bible a few times. And they have, they also have, like, the Bible, the app now. Right. Well, so, yeah. like, if you imagine you could buy an audiobook of the Bible and you could get the King James Version, I'm sure. But you could also get, you know... The Bible for truckers, and while you're riding around, you can listen to it on audiobook. Because now Jesus just, said ten four, good buddy. <laughs> it's just easier to distribute it now, and there's you know yeah. people want to consume it because it's easier to consume if it's you know being read to you. You could get it read to you by celebrities. There are various celebrities that'll read to you. Sure, sure. Jim Caviezel will definitely do it, and yeah, there's Mel Gibson. Uh, I think Samuel L. Jackson is in one. And really, James Earl Jones is in one. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people. Well, good for them. Would it be weird if Morgan Freeman did it because he's been God? Uh, I mean, I assume he also has. I don't know for certain. <laughs> right, might as well cash in on that. Yeah. There's also no living author you can use to promote your Bible. So they often get big megachurch preachers to promote these Bibles and endorse them. 
Sure. So it becomes a big money-making thing. And all of those, of you know, mega church preachers, they have a very big audience that they can sell this, you know, specialty Bible. It gave a few examples of it because I, I don't give a shit, but it gave a few examples of like this, this preacher, he, he hawks this Bible, you know, it's the, it's the super cool Bible. I don't know, whatever, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Did they, they bring up, up a, with, you know, did you the, see which the Bible, gun Peter Popoff? Some, some there nonsense. you go. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, uh, which Bible does Peter Popoff push? I, I don't know. Remember Peter Popoff? I do remember Peter Popoff. Uh, and his miracle water? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you just go put a penny in the ground and dump his miracle water on it, you'll yep. have money. Yep. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Didn't Russell Wilson at one point have like some miracle water and he was like, yeah, it helped my- cure my concussion? Yeah. What did he use? Alkaline water or something? I don't know. Some some weird. I think yeah, it, it was wasn't like miracle religious water, but it was like a, I think it was like was it religious? Kind of magic water, yeah. Oh, I got to look this up now. Just for some context for everybody, Peter Popoff was a like midnight on yeah, preacher. whatever channel preacher hawking some nonsense if you send him a bunch of money. And he had already gone to prison at this point, by the way. <laughs> like when we encountered him on late night television, he'd already gone to prison for pretty much what he was already doing. So we saw him on late night television and then Ian. So it was like, we'll send you this free magic water for free and a penny and <laughs> penny. They sent you a penny, too. So Ian was like, well, I'll take I'll take free water. So they they, uh, they mailed him his free water, but it had like leaked out and dried it popped up. Out, yeah. Before. But it then they just. Him kept sending me stuff <laughs> yeah, you i still have some they were like we got them yeah <laughs> just pounds and pounds of fucking mail with like little water bottles and pennies so okay i just i looked this up wilson is an investor in reliant recovery water a three dollar per bottle concoction with nano bubbles and electrolytes that purportedly helps people recover quickly from workouts and according to wilson injury he mentions a teammate whose knee healed miraculously, and then he shares his own testimonial. Quote, I banged my head during the Packers game in the playoffs, and the next day, I was fine. It was the water. Wow. So not religious. I thought it was. Still magic. His agent, <laughs> agent Mark Rogers, offers a hasty interjection. Well, we're not saying we have real medical proof. Yeah. <laughs> but Wilson shakes his head, energized by the subject. He speaks with an evangelist zeal. I know it works. His eyes brighten. Soon, you're going to be able to order it straight from Amazon. Right. So there wow. you go, recovery water. Glad we could promote that. Me too. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, that's uh, that's how Bibles, how many Bibles are selling, whatever your fucking question was. Yeah. That, was that, that pretty much answered it. I, Who's okay, buying so- Bibles, where they're going? I feel everybody, like that answered. Everybody's getting Bibles. Yeah, uh, Bible societies. I feel like that's the answer. Yeah, that's Bible a big part societies. Of it. They buy them and then they just hand them out. It's like, a combination. I, I just, so it's it's Bible societies and then it's this other for profit part where it's like, oh, well, we can print tons of different translations of the right. Bible and people can get them, and then we get mega churches and celebrities to promote our, you know, special Bibles and yeah. I so. want I want to know like all the celebrity branded Bibles, like the Justin Bieber Bible and the like uh I don't know, other celebrities who are vaguely religious who are willing to cash in on something like that. Yeah. Well, some of them but, are uh, truly religious, not just Yeah, no, they all claim to be truly religious. Uh interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, this is more interesting than I expected with the societies and the the different types of the Bible. Like I feel like I've seen those and I didn't realize how much that helps sell it. 
mm-hmm. because you, especially like multiple copies, like imagine you're religious and you're like, oh, I've got my, you know, my study Bible when I go to church, but I've also got my day to day Bible. And I've also, I right. like to fish. So I got my Fisher's Bible. Like, you know, it's just whatever bullshit you do during your right. day because it occupies so much of your brain, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you got I, your car sense. Bible, your fishing Bible, your home Bible, your study Bible, your church Bible. That's the nice one. Yeah. Your display Bible. You don't touch that one. Which That's you don't the touch. really yeah. nice one. That's like two hundred dollars. Yeah. You just put that on display so people know you love also Jesus. Also printed then in you China. Got your, yeah, yeah. And you got <laughs> they're all printed in China. <laughs> anyway. The the atheist country of China. Uh, mm-hmm. all right. This has been Ian Wants to Learn. I'm Patrick. And I'm Ian. And I learned. See you next time. Yeah. People should go oh, listen to our on, UFO one, podcast. One sec, I've trapped a cat in here. No worries. <laughs> oh, those cats. That's probably going in outtakes. <laughs> it may just. It may just. I don't know if you could hear the cat on the thing. Probably. I could hear the cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, open the door, you idiot. <laughs>